dear. How you doing, Blaze? Very well, Peter. Yourself? Good, good. Good, good. Still playing? Yes. Badly, but still playing. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Got to keep going. Exactly. They'll, they'll be able to uh, bury you under the square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already yeah. tried. Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Blaise, can I just quickly, before we move on, ask you, are you in a log cabin in Santa's hut somewhere? I, I'm in Linda's Grotto. Linda's Grotto, that sounds a little bit uh, a bit strange. She made me put the hat on. Like you well, can cool. I not, Blaise? Yeah, uh, Santa's sack, Blaise? Or... Got Lofty's pump bag. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty in that. Hi, Peter, how are you? Oh, there you go, mate, right? You look exactly the same as what you did. I can't, it's just like being back in time. Exactly, exactly. We even, unfortunately, we can't all age like Charlie. Looks, I think he looks younger. Cheers, folks. Not until he takes his hat off, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same as me. And he does, I'll tell you, he's, he's fielding, he's, he's, he's still the same, Peter. He's uh, still as athletic. His batting's not far off either. I think if we, if we asked him to get another infield in, I think he'd do it for us. But there we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the award-winning Lower House Cricket Club podcast. This is the house, Housecast, produced and created by players, ex-players from Lower House Cricket Club, all doing it for good fun and hopefully making things through the winter good for the spectators and cricketers and other people who want to listen to it. Please subscribe and like and tweet and, and everything else so you can get the podcast early and spread the word around. Well, it's a little bit of a theme now going on from the New Zealand touch. Evan Gray's first two episodes have gone out now and we've got another Kiwi on tonight, uh, an ex-professional of ours who, I'm quite sure, will tell us some stories, talk through a real significant season, the 2004 season. Um, we realise that we've chatted this through, at, I think probably uh, it took two or three episodes to talk through that season around the, the amateurs and how the the league went and how the cup went, but we've never really done it with the pro on and he can participate and talk through how he felt about that monumental season of our first cup that we won. So before we go on to the guests and introduce them and have a little chat with them, we'll go on to the friendly, fantastic co-hosts who are the one and only Joe Martin and Gary Morris. Hiya, Joe. How's it going? Hello, Jess. How are you? I'm very well, I'm all right. No, that's good that you're great. You're looking, you're back in the Joe Martin room. Um, <laughs> that looks like you've got some sort of, there used to be the football hooligans, the suicide squad and the like, had balaclavas like that, that had eyes in the top. Is Have you bought one of those? Well, I can relate to football hooligans. It was a dark part of my life. Uh, but no, they're just my glasses. Bobble. All right, so they come off your bobble app. 
Oh, God, I thought they were little, like, uh, things to protect you from CS spraying and, and what have you when you're kicking off. <laughs> but you're all right, how's work going? And, and yeah, very well, the, thank uh, you. The, the, the build-up to Christmas, everything okay? Yeah, everything's grand. It's been a little bit busy this week, but um, yeah. it will start to slow down, I think, right, okay. so that should be fine. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. No misunderstanding <laughs> recently. Right, oh, that's good, yeah, yeah, the time uh, when you were, talking about, I don't know if Blez has listened to it, Joe had a bit of a meltdown talking about, for three days, he was trying to recruit some blind teachers into the teaching profession. So, yes, I, believe, uh, I believe he got Sue Bailey in, didn't he, the blind man? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> trying to help him out, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, a, it's a shame, Joe. It's a shame. So anyway, Gary, Gary Morris is here from right down on the south coast. Is it still nice and warm down there, or are you getting the chill like we are? No, yeah, it's all gone now, Jez. It's all gone. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Same as everywhere else, yeah. Yeah, a few days off uh, lately. We're supposed to have a, a friend of yours down for a few days, but he jibbed. Um, so I've been uh, preparing for some, uh, we're getting some carpets fitted, you know, pre-Christmas thing, all that sort all of All right, lovely. So his living room at the moment has got the contents of three bedrooms. Oh, correct. So... I don't know where everyone's going to sleep tonight, but um, yeah, it's been a bit of a Tetris thing today going on. But anyway, oh, apart from that, yeah, it. Beats, beats going to work. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. And, and hopefully it'll be done for Christmas. You know what it's like when it keeps going. Push back a day, push back coming tomorrow. Day. Well, you never know. Fran will be on your case. If they don't, it'll be your fault. So uh, so thank you very much, you two, for helping out and and helping to produce and, and Joe for the, the editing of these podcasts. So we move on to, you know, you've got to say, you know, a legend of the professionals that have played at Low House. We've got Peter Fulton on from New Zealand. It's early morning for, uh, for Peter. And, and welcome, Peter Fulton, to the Housecast. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Yeah. No, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. You're still in Canterbury. Do you live there now? Yes. Yep. Still, in, still in living in Christchurch. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, finished up playing about uh, oh, four, four or five years ago now. And um, I'm currently the head coach of the Canterbury cricket team. Brilliant. Fantastic. I mean, it's interesting. We obviously do a little bit of research about the people we get on. You know, Peter's played hundreds, over 160 first-class games, scoring over 10,000 runs and, uh, and amassed 11 wickets, you know, which is a great achievement, certainly 11 wickets. And the runs you've got there, I'm sure, have uh, contributed to many wins. You made your test debut in 2006, 23 tests, 49 one days, and you cut, scored two test centuries against England in consecutive innings. Is I think you're only one of four Kiwis to do that. Is, is That's obviously a highlight of your first-class career. What's your memories around that, Pete? Uh, well, I guess, um, I guess probably the... The, the Lancashire League link was that I got abused for pretty much the entirety of both innings by Jimmy Anderson, who um, yeah. obviously obviously uh, came through the ranks at Burnley. So um, yeah, so, so yeah, so yeah. that was that was interesting. I think that's probably yeah. uh, like like most like most times in cricket. Um, you know, if you're getting sledged, it's it's uh, it's normally either because you've batted for a while or because you're absolutely yeah. hopeless. So. Yeah, I still haven't worked yeah. out why why exactly he was sledging me, possibly a little bit of both. Yeah, no, and it's something there, you know, you know, what achievement achievement that is. Uh, that is fantastic. Um, Pete, we're talking, you know, we, we go through these podcasts and the, the spectators, the fans, anyone else who listens to the podcast always give us feedback that they, they're really interested in the the history or the 
the you know the career of of cricketers certainly that they know and have watched closely. What what sort of age were you when you first got into um, cricket? First and foremost, I'm sure that was very young. But when you, it became apparent that you were a good player and you were likely to be able to make a living of it, you know, how old were you then? Uh, I mean, I think probably towards the back end of, you know, when I was at secondary school. Um, yeah. Although in those days in New Zealand, uh, the game wasn't wasn't really professional like it is now. Um, it's certainly not like it, you know, like it is in the UK. So, um, yeah, I, I was definitely, you know, someone who wanted to try and play first-class cricket, play for Canary, play for New Zealand. Um but yeah, it perhaps wasn't the same as a young cricketer growing up in England who can sort of see the, you know, I guess, see the opportunities in front of them with county cricket and the like, you know, just because it wasn't a full-time profession. So, um, but yeah, probably the end of, end of secondary school, um, yeah, started to started to have some success and, and make some, yeah. I guess, some re- representative sides. And um, yeah, I, I don't think I necessarily was a, a standout, at, you know, in, in those sides, but I just... Probably improved, you know, five percent every year from probably the age of about 16 to 21, 22, and um, yeah, when you add up five or six lots of five percent, and as Blaise would tell you, being a school teacher, um, yeah, things things improve, and um, and yeah, I was probably also lucky that a lot of a lot of kids that you know get to 17, 18. Um, and they discover that there's better things to be doing with their Saturday and Sunday afternoons. Um, yeah. Certainly more, certainly more interesting things sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I love the game and, and, and just stuck at it, really. Yeah, I can see, um, yeah, you know, so you, you get into that 16, 17-year-old, you're almost going to make it at that stage. So thanks for that, Peter. You've got the, you know, you're 16, 17, you're coming through. As far as first-class cricket, you say, you know, in, in England, it's a little bit more of a, a process and, and, and good players are picked up at 13, 14 and, and coached. So in New Zealand, when was it apparent, you know, that you, obviously you're at school, you're thinking of other occupations. When was it apparent that you could make it and make a living out of cricket? What sort of age would you say you were then? Oh, probably, I guess, 2021. That would probably be the... Right, really? Yeah. I said, it's just not not quite the same, um, especially at that stage. Until you played first-class cricket, you weren't really going to make any money out of it. So it's a lot different now. But yeah, probably about 2021, I was at university... Um, finishing my my degree, and then I, you know, finished that, and I thought, what do I want to do? Do I want to have a, a real job, nine to five, or do I want to yeah. try and, do I want to try and play some cricket? And uh, so yeah, it was a it was an easy choice to try and to try and go down that path, and and yeah, luckily um, luckily it sort of worked out. I mean, that's really interesting, you know, that, and then because it's quite late in life. I mean, we spoke to Evan Gray last week. He passed on his regards. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the podcast. He said he'd possibly meeting you this week or... Yeah, I saw him uh, I, I, I saw him last week, actually. He just, uh, he must have just, he must have just done the podcast. So I saw him, he's a, yeah. he's a match referee now. So I saw, yeah. him, saw, him, at, yeah. saw him at the game. So um, yeah, it's good yeah. to catch up with Evan. Yeah, yeah, he's a lovely fella. And he, we talked him, you know, he talked us through his uh, early career. And then, you know, he was saying similar to yourself, but I didn't realise it would be so late before it became apparent that these cricketers, you know, the, the good cricketers could make a living out of it. So how did, how did you manage, I'm assuming you got signed on with Canterbury very early. Is that, because you've been a one, a one state club, haven't you? You've only played for one. Yeah, yeah, so I played... Uh, like under 19s, um, then I played in the well. They call it they call it A cricket now, but you know the B team. Um, yeah. When I was 19 or 20, and and then yeah, I sort of I, I guess I made my de- debut the end of 2000. Um, 
and then played one game at the end of that season, and then and then the the next season played 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 a little bit more, and um, yeah, and yeah, from then started to have some success, and and as you say, um, I never really sort of born and born and bred in Christchurch and Canterbury, so mm. um, never really never really had any reason to. All right. To move elsewhere, and yeah, I was, I was, yeah, just happy, happy playing here, and, and happy to play for the for the one team the whole time. Fantastic! I love hearing that. I love when the you play for one side. So then, so you've, you're making your your way in first class cricket in New Zealand. Um, what what came about? You know, we, we, I'm jumping about a little a little bit around test matches and around your first class. But when did it become apparent? Because you were only what would you have been when you came to Lower House? Twenty twenty five ish. Uh, what would I have been? Yeah, 20, 24, 25. 24, 25. 24, so how, yeah. how did that come about? You've, you know, you're only 21, 22 when you're starting to make your, your strides in first class cricket, and then you know there's an opportunity to come and play league cricket in England. How did that come about? Uh, well, my second, my second sort of full season with Canterbury um, was the year that I that I made 300 in a first class game, and I guess that probably um, that sort of probably in a lot of ways just got me noticed. Um, yeah. I guess on the New Zealand scene and, you know, made a few people sort of sit up and take notice. And, um, yeah, I was playing for, I think the, that the season, the year that I came over to Lower House, I played some New Zealand A cricket at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, pretty simple. Really. I was looking to, I was just looking for an opportunity to come over and play at a club. Um, there was a couple of, there was two or three other guys in that A side, James Franklin, um, Andre Adams, who were looking to, who were, who were coming over to play in the Lancashire league. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't actually remember who it was. Obviously through an agent. Um, yeah, it was obviously through an agent who who said that there was a club in the Lancashire League looking. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's three or four other New Zealanders. That Tama Canning as well. Rob Nicholson yeah. played that season. So yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't know anything about it really. I just knew the Lancashire League had a you know had a had a, a good reputation and had a long yeah. history. And, um, yeah. So so yeah, I thought fantastic. I probably looked it up on an encyclopedia in those days. I don't know. If <laughs> That's was, right. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have Google in New Zealand back then. I don't no. think so. I looked it up on an encyclopedia no. and saw where Burnley was and thought, oh, yeah, that'll, yeah. Be. that'll do. Brilliant. I mean, that, that's so interesting because even us as players, you know, we don't get involved in that unless you're the captain or you, you know, you're, you're contributing quite a lot to who the pros are. So that's, you know, that's really interesting. That Pete, thanks very much. I think at this point it's worth bringing in the other guests so we can start talking about when you first came over and and how things went. So we've got on one of our co-hosts, but he's coming on as a guest today. You know, the uh, I think he was vice captain at the time through that season, two thousand and four. Joe Benaduce, how's it going, Joe? Thanks, Jess. Very good. Very interesting yeah. to be to that. Yeah, it's good to see him. It's good to see him. Yeah, how's uh, how's winter treating you? You getting any golfing or are you a fair weather player? No, I will play in winter, but it's been so bad that uh, the weather's been so bad the last couple of weeks. I haven't played at all. No, no, not at all. Oh well, it's great to uh, to get you on, John. I know you'll contribute to to going through this season, particularly the cup run. Um, the next guest we've got on, he's he's been on previously. Uh, obviously, our top batsman, a great fella. A legend in his own right, but obviously contributed quite a bit to 2004. Blez, welcome, Blez. How's it going? Very well, Jeremy. <clears throat> Good Just lad. got a bit of a frog in my throat. Yeah. Went for me, uh, booster jab yesterday. Yeah, really. I thought you'd have had that years ago. Well, <laughs> no, months ago. No, no, Just you know, you know how ages, Jez. You probably got there. You know. I'm telling my second me. one yet, Blez. No, I'm telling my second <laughs> one. They won't give it to all the under forties. <laughs> 
but you're all right. You look blessed. It's worth you know. It's worth commenting for people for the listeners. We do the we record the podcast over Zoom so we can see each other and we can have our own bounce. And we fully realise that the, the listeners can't see. Blaze to describe, he looks like he's in a log cabin somewhere. He's had a Christmas hat on and a black polo jumper. Can you describe where you are, Chris? I'm in Lindsay's uh, summer house stroke log cabin in the winter. Right, right. Yeah. Looks lovely, that. You've got some nice lights at the back and Christmas decorations. All done by me, I suggest. <laughs> Clearly, Mr. and I'm Christmas. sure... Mr. Mr. Christmas. Christmas. Mr. Grinch. But we no <laughs> doubt you'll be... Uh, that'll be Santa's grottos in a little while, won't it? 50 for your child, everyone from Laura House. Come round, come round. Well, a pound, possibly, Jez. Oh, it's a pound now. You sit on Blazer's <laughs> knee. No, Chris, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it, and we can be looking forward to talking through uh, through that season and, and and the various games. And our last but not least guest that's coming on tonight, and it's fair to say I don't want to embarrass him. It took a bit of persuading to get him on. We've asked him on previous occasions, and it's not that he he doesn't want to come on, but but this lad doesn't like talking about his achievements and doesn't like you know bigging himself up, which he you know he, he's not doing that. It's just going to give us some experience. So. Before I embarrass you anymore, Charlie, it's Charlie Cotton. How's it going, Jazz? All right, Jazz, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, keeping quite good. busy. Looking forward to uh, the spring coming round and we get back into cricket. Really appreciate you coming on, Charlie. Uh, you all settled and comfortable with us as uh, the seven of us on, so we'll look after you. No, all good, mate. Massive fan good. of the show. You good. know that, listen to yeah, yeah. them all. And uh, it's good to be on, mate, yeah. Thank good, you. good. No, they really appreciate it. So let's move on to um, how that season started. We did consider bringing Matt on, who was the captain that year, but we've been through all that. And I think it's it's probably better to look at it from other angles of, you know, there's four amateurs on this show that played in that season and obviously professional. So if we can start with you, Dooch, first of all, the start of the season, you know, I've been looking at a few facts and figures and, you know, Peter's had a great season. You know, when you look at the facts at the end of the season, of his runs and his wickets, how did you see it at the start of the season with the side we had, you know, after the 2003 season? How did you see it going, Joe? Um, at the start of every season, I think you have like renewed optimism, though, even, even us lowly lower houses. I think, um, you know, if you win your first first few games, yeah, you can't help but get carried away. And I think I don't remember, I don't have the facts and figures, but we did definitely. We did definitely win the first few games of that season, didn't we? Yeah. And I think maybe four or five games in, we we, we went to Nelson, uh, a, game, a team that we've traditionally struggled against, and they had Cameron Cuffey, a big West Indian fast bowler, and we wiped the floor with them. And I remember coming away from that game thinking, we might have a bit of a sniff here this year. We might we might be in, in, a, in with a chance of doing something. And then obviously we lost something like three out of the next five and we were back in, yeah. uh, back in mid-table. But... Obviously, I had no idea what was going to happen with the with the cup run at that stage. But I do remember at the start of the season thinking that we we would have a decent season because of just because of the way we started. Yeah, yeah, I must admit. And when you think, you know, the year before we've got we've got Ryan, Ryan, and, and I will bring Peter in about this because this show is about Peter and his thoughts on what happens. But you know, to follow players like Ryan Harris, who obviously at the time wasn't the test star that he that he became. Um, but the the names of the pros that were in the league at the time, Peter. How how did you feel about coming into the start of the season 
you know, around the what our ground was like, what the, you know the players were like, what the reception you got. How were you very apprehensive, or were you quite cool about it? Um, oh, no, I think I was alright. I mean, I played a couple of years, you know, as an overseas or as a pro. Yeah. Um, you know, before so I in the the, the first club I went to, um, Lytham Cricket Club. Yeah. You know, two or three years before, I think the the previous pro they had was Chris Rogers. Obviously, oh, he, right. Um, you know, played for Australia and opened the batting, and 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 yeah, he was he was obviously a you know really good player too. So, so yeah. I think I was sort of accustomed to it. Um, I think any time you go somewhere as a pro to a club, you know, there's a little bit of that because every you know every every club I've ever played at, the, the stories that you'll hear are all about what some someone else did the season before <laughs> yeah. or what someone yeah. else did 15 years ago or whatever whatever it might be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I knew. As I said earlier, I didn't know a lot about the Lancashire League, but I knew that um, I played with Chris Harris um, yeah. at Canterbury for for a few years. So I knew I knew obviously the reputation that he had um, yeah. in the Lancashire League, and um, and yeah, he'd filled me in a little bit about the I guess the history of the league and and just the expectations because I think you know I'm not sure what it's like now, but traditionally I, I guess the you know the the pros and um, you know the, the type of players that have played in the league is sort of mm. you know, lends itself to you know, that's part of the reason why probably the league's got, you know, the name that it has. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'll bring Blessing in a minute just to, you know, what his thoughts are on the start of the season. But he, it's in, you know, it's interesting you say that, you know, some of the other pros that we spoke to say, yeah, I felt some pressure. And, I, you know, certainly when, because we've never won anything and, and I wasn't sure I was up to this. Even Evan was saying, you know, my batting was rubbish and, you know, and they had such a good season uh, that, that year in 82. We had a decent amateur side there when you look at it and probably didn't realise that we had, you know, the quality we had. And what Joe said then, we maybe should have pushed on a little bit more through the first half of the season. What were your, th- your thoughts, Blaise, around, you know, when Peter's come along? He was such a laid-back fella. You know, he never seemed under pressure or anything. How did you see that season starting? Again, the start of the season, like I think Joe said, you know, we competed in 2003. We knew we had a the nucleus of a good side. And we'd had, you know, two or three on paper additions that were going to strengthen the side. Yeah. Uh, with Vishal, uh, Tiffa, yeah. Finchy having his second year. So we knew that we, you know, we potentially had a had a good chance at uh, competing like we had done in 2003. But you still, like, again, as Joe said, you still don't know what's going to happen from the first game. And very soon it looked like we had the batting to really push ourselves, you know, yeah. into the into the four. You know, as it worked out, the bowling was probably our weak, a weak side of uh, of the team, really, against yeah. good sides. But yeah, I, I was really encouraged by the the first three or four games and thought, you know, it was a good chance to compete at a high level. Never really think about winning stuff. It wasn't the first thought thought in your mind being no die in the wool war house, but you know, yeah, we knew we yeah. could compete. Yeah, that's interesting, Chris, because the you know you're right about the batting. The likes of Pete Maudley and these other players that could bat at six, seven, eight, nine when we needed a proper batter that could come in. Um, but also, I, I I do remember early on, you know, because Sid Reyes started playing for us, and I was probably at the twilight of my career. But I, I did like the way Peter bowled. I, I, I did like. You know, certainly from that height. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't think Peter rated himself enough, or, 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 you know, would thought that, you know, it was probably better leaving it to the amateurs to do that. But I like that different uh, style. So, I'll, but I hear what you say, Chris, around, uh, you know, the batting was clearly the, the, the strength in it. 
Charlie, you were you were at, you know you'd had some great season. You'd scored lots of runs. You were very consistent for us. What were your thoughts around then, and how did you start in the season? Can you remember? I couldn't initially, Jess. You know my memory's horrendous, so I had a little look before we came on. Good. No shock. No shock. I got run out of Blair's first game of the season, <laughs> which is standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So whenever I got a few runs early doors, Blair used to run me out just to. You know. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You haven't beaten that record, can you? That's right. But started all right. Yeah, we did well. And uh, same as what I said, we had a really good start at that point, and we had built for a few years, and we were gaining confidence in from the old law houses to yeah. Know, we, we we were not necessarily the favourites uh, when we were younger, but uh, we were building the side and building players, adding players to the team, yeah. like Bembo yeah. and Finchie, and we were we started yeah. off really well. I only I only looked at the first three or four games, but yeah, um, it looked like Fultz started well with the bat. Um, yeah, I was obviously keeping that year. I don't I don't know if I kept the year before or not, but um, that's one thing I one thing I remember from Fultz's bowling is that um, obviously playing on Lowell's tracks, you don't take anything above the knee roll pretty much when you're keeping. Yeah, um, and he used to hit me in the chest quite regularly. Well, I yeah. have my, my, my hands cut down and and the yeah. ball that hit me in the chest. Now, whether that's because yeah. I was crap at keeping or whether he got a bit of extra balance, I'm not sure, because he was high. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a laugh of that, Charlie. I'm quite sure it's because he got the extra balance. <laughs> you, yeah. you were never crap. I mean, that's a subject we can t- chat about as we go through the, you know, the cup games. You, know, you did a lot of keeping through those those periods. Um, sometimes, you know, you would never, ever wind your moan or say, I don't want to do that because it's affecting my batting. But it must have had must have had some sort of a, an impact on your batting around that period, the couple of years before, and when you always, you know, helped out and filled in when, when there were injuries. Do you think that's that's a fair comment? Do you think you suffered with your batting? Um, I used to actually think, and I've never looked at the stats, but whenever we used to field first, I always thought I batted better. Now, whether right. that's because you, you kind of pick up the line and, and yeah. how the wicket's playing a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then you go in into bat afterwards, but uh, it was tiring, to be honest, to someone who'd yeah. never done it all their life. You know, you'd, yeah. If you're quite intense and then you come out to bat later on, I was reasonably yeah. fit at that point. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure, to be honest. I actually thought it had a positive impact, Jez, on the yeah. way, especially yeah. if we bat, especially if we fielded first. Yeah. I always felt quite confident going in. You yeah. hit the ball pretty yeah. well early. Which is yeah. always nice when you're batting to feel one out in the middle of the bat, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, like you said, you're picking the bounce up, you know, as your wicket keeper. And you were, you know, I mean, you're still a fit lad, but you were, you know, especially fit then. But when we look at other keeper batsmen that we've had or in other clubs, then, you know, that's possibly why they suffered, uh, suffered mm-hmm. a, a little bit. Dooch, I'm just going through a few of the signs, and I know you, you're vice captain there. Tommy Braley playing at um, the odd occasion, and Ian Whitehead. That that would I would never have believed that looking back at it. Can you remember why that was? I mean, I've missed a couple of games there looking at it, but Matt missed a few. Matt missed a few. Um, yeah, later on in the season, because I do remember captain in a few games after the cup final. I've wound him up a few right. times saying that. You know, he, yeah. couldn't be arsed, he couldn't be arsed after he'd won the cup final. Yeah. He just tossed it off after that. Yeah, um, that's Yeah, but I'd, I, I don't know who else would have missed games. Obviously, you were about 64 then, so you, you probably <laughs> missed a few games then. Um, yeah. Chaz, were, yeah. you, were you that, that fire brigade time for you, Chaz? Yeah, but I don't think I necessarily missed that many games because of that, that year, Joe. That was more early on when I 
struggled to get days. I think, what was it, 2004? So I was 24. Yeah. So I've been in the fire service for a few years then. So yeah. I think that was probably missed because we'd been out on the piss the night before rather than fire service. Yeah, 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 you'd missed. It is. And then, so as that the season's going on there, Fultz, have you any memories around, you know, the, the build? I mean, the first round of the Cup was uh, the 9th of May. You, you are getting runs. You have a 90-odd day, 40-odd, a 50 you know, and you're bowling quite... I didn't realise that you bowled as many overs as you did. I, did you expect to bowl that many overs? And how did you think it went? Oh, I think, yeah, when you're the, when you're the pro, I think you, you definitely expect that you're going to have to bowl some overs. Yeah. That's, uh, that's your job. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't... I never... Well, probably, to be honest, after that season, I don't think I hardly ever bowled ever again because <clears throat> my body was in pieces. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was never going to be at first-class level. I was never going to be a part-time a part-time seamer. So, um, but, but I enjoyed bowling. I, I enjoyed bowling. And, and as I say, you, I, you definitely turn up when you're, the, when you're the overseas pro knowing that you're going to do a lot of bowling. Um, yeah, I, and I think probably probably in hindsight, the back end of the season, you know, the, the longer the season went on, the more and more I had to bowl. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and the more I bowled, I mean, there was, there was a couple of games I remember when I bowled, you know, 25 from 25 or whatever it was from, from one yeah. end. Um, yeah. And Bimbo bowled, you know, bowled twenty five from from the other end, and you know yeah. that's not not probably that sustainable, especially if you're bowling first. Um, yeah, you know, then you've got yeah. to go out and bat. So, so I think that probably, yeah. as far as my batting, I think that probably had a probably had an impact or took a toll as the season went on. Um, yeah, you know, just just the the workload and and having to having to do that much bowling. But but I certainly enjoyed it, and I remember, you know, especially early on in the season, um, you know, probably when the Probably when the wickets were a little bit more seamer friendly, um, yeah. Like, like I said, yeah, I took a few wickets, and um, you know, I think I got a few in that first, the first cup game against against Burnley. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. just a, it was, it was just a, it was a good experience. I think having that game early on in the season was good because it sort of, I guess, it sort of opened my eyes to the to the rivalry, I suppose, between yeah between Burnley and Lower House, and seeing seeing how much the you know, especially the guys like yourself and Matt and Blair yeah. and Joe and Charlie. Yeah. You know, how much that? How much they were up for? You know, for, yeah. for a game like that. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, we, we that rivalry and the battles we had previously that they've, you know, they've probably had the upper hand of. That's interesting you say about the bowling side of it, Peter, because that's gone. That now you're bowling twenty five overs, um, and, and really, really for the right reason um, of, of how many they can bowl. But it does affect the batting, and it does. You know, stop it. You know, it stops the younger bowlers coming through and bowling more. That year, we were, I don't know when it started this. I don't know if Bless could help. It was 10 overs maximum in the cup. Had that been around a while? Does anyone remember? Yeah, I think it, I think it's certainly been four or five years before that, hasn't it? Yeah. I think you can, you know, remember that it had, the cup had been changed to 10 overs per bowler. Yeah. Yeah, so we go into... change the league rule? Sorry, Jess. When do you think they changed the league rule, Bless? To the fifth, to, whatever. To, it was 17 it started, didn't it? It started at 17, yeah. 17. Uh, 2008, maybe? 2009? Mm. Around that time? Yeah. Because it was crap, Def- wasn't it? It was, it was. crap it's, before. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. for the better. It do really think, is, so, you know. Do you think it was 2009 when they changed the number of overs you can bowl? Yeah. I think, it, I think it was later. I think it was about 2000 and... Do you think France for all bowled 25 overs? He keeps telling definitely, us he did, but... definitely did, because right. when we played Werner, so I think it was 2014, because right. uh, Kaiser Abbas 
used to bowl 25 for Todd. Yeah. Um, and Werner at Enfield used to bowl 25 as well. Yeah. All right. Right. I mean, it is. It's, I think we all agree that it is for the better. You know, whether you're a batter or a bowler, I think all around, you know, it's better for cricket, um, certainly local cricket like that. Um, Joe, Martin, have you anything to, to you know, that you want to talk about before we go into that first game event against Burnley? How old were you then, Joe, 2004? <laughs> uh, I was... Uh, Three foot four. <laughs> uh, I was... Well, that's my current height, but um, <laughs> I was uh, 10. Right. 10 years old. Yeah, because there's pictures of you selling the CD in the ground. Yeah, with you and me Johnny. and Johnny, yeah. It was, yeah, um, yeah me, Johnny and, uh, and Mark. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm being very honest, I can't remember a, a lot from from, no. from that age. Uh, no. I watched the Worsley Cup video a lot. Yeah. <laughs> from 2004. Uh, I like watching Blaise and Charlie. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it was. But, I could, uh, but I, I'll be able to have more input about the day, but I guess yeah. my input's not actually that important then. <laughs> no, no, of course it is. It always is, Joe. Gary, what were your... Where Had you moved then? Had you gone down south from 2004 or not? No, no. Um, I was uh, I was long retired, but I was a couple of years from, uh, from leaving Lancashire at that point. So... Um, uh, 2004 was a, a obviously a super super year in that respect in terms of first silverware and and just going back to um, Peter and and his style of play or his bowling etc. I think as a as an ex player at that point and um, obviously following the side every week uh, yeah. and away most weeks um, I always got the impression it, Peter's ball was really underrated by the opposition. Um, yeah. And whether it's just sometimes you just get a bit of nip or the bounce or whatever, and and I think that was that was good in some respects because uh, whether they just thought they could you know pile in and 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 score lots of runs, but um, yeah, it, it was always it was always uh, you know a, a, a professional that contributed in that sense. Uh, he might not have sort of take six or seven wickets and took those headlines, but I think very rarely I don't you know I think sort of got took apart. Um, and I think as a like I say as an ex ex player watching, um, I didn't you know you're well like I say the amateur uh, signings as well. It, it was a very rounded team, wasn't it? It was a, it was a good, yeah. good side. I agree hundred percent with that. That the opposition didn't really you know, you know they possibly done a bit of homework. Think you know this lad's a outstanding batter but can't bowl. But it, I, I think there was you know you're looking looking at the stats and remembering what I can remember. We should maybe done better in the league. You know, as a, because of the batting and, and, and Peter's bowling. So we move to the 9th of May. We've, uh, we're at home. Burnley won the toss and decided to field, and we scored 1-6-7. I've got to say, I know Bles will take the piss. I can't remember this game at all. Can anyone remember it? I can remember the game. I can't remember much happening, Jez, really. No. Of note. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking there. You, Blaise and and Charlie amassed five runs between them. Uh, Peter got 41. Jonathan Clare's playing for them, but didn't bowl. I mean, was he a young yes, lad then and not bowling? While, while you're going through it, Jess, Joe, will you just do me a favour? Just I, I, I seem to remember Burnley having a bit of a poor side that year. Will you just have a look, see where they finished in league? Just check for us. Yeah, I'll have a look now. No problem. Right. Sorry, Jess, carry on. Joe. No, it's all right. So we'll go through. Finch's 44. Vichal's only got four there. Peter, you got 41, and you've, you've put on 60-odd there with... Uh, with Finch, you, you nodded your head when I mentioned it. What's your memories around that, Peter? Uh, well, I remember 
I remember, um, and I think I've I think I've heard you you guys talk about this, but I think I remember Matt. Did Matt have a run in with? Did Matt have a run in with Johnny Clare about something? <laughs> Blazer's not in his head, so there was some sort of, I remember there was some sort of some sort of run in, and uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean I don't know, Johnny. He might have been like what seventeen? Was he seventeen or eighteen? And um, yeah, it was sort of uh, it's like waving a red rag to a bull, I think. Yeah. Um, and, did Matt yeah, that, did Matt catch him out or slip? Well, Matt okay. balled it. Matt balled it, did he? And Fultz yeah. caught it. Fultz caught it. Oh, yeah, that's seven, right. Seventeen. Been going on no. for about. Two overs that little bit of grief between Matt and Johnny Clare, and Johnny just lost the plot and then he nicked, nicked one, didn't he? I remember that. All right. Yeah. Got a big, Good. got a big, uh, got a big send off. Um, yeah. But as I said before, that was, you know, it sort of opened your eyes, my eyes straight away as to, um, as to the rivalry and, you know, how much it sort of meant, how much it meant to the supporters. And yeah. And like I said, I guess coming to, coming to Lower House and, and not having any previous history with the club sort of, you know, um, and probably the history of the club of not winning a lot. Um, yeah. You know, they said just sort of get that little bit of a sense of, you know, that the, the players and the team were sort of like, oh, you know, they're, they're, we're up for this and, you know, we could we could, we could could sort of have some success this season. 167, again, Stan keeps going on about, oh, that'll be worth 290 now. It probably wasn't back then. It'll be, we were at home. It's, I would imagine, a, an average score, Blaze. Can you remember... You know, we get one six seven. Did that seem like a winning score? Can you remember? I can remember not thinking that it it wasn't enough. You know, I right. thought it was enough. You know, I can't remember thinking. You know, we were in in trouble of getting beat with that score. Maybe they're back. Yeah. You know, they they had Kerry Jeremy. This that's right. Yeah, their pro, and he. I don't think he got many runs. I don't think he was gonna. You know, scare us. You know, yeah. Johnny Clare was obviously still a young lad. I don't know. You know, whether he was at the zenith of when he was getting runs, I'm pretty sure he wasn't at that stage. He was no. still a young lad, talented, but young. So yeah. I, I, you know, tended to think we were in a decent position with that. Yeah. And you look at the scorecard, that would indicate you're perfectly right, Chris. We bowl six bowlers and it doesn't look, you know, they, we got one, six, seven and maybe at one, three, seven for seven, they're in with a shout and then Michael Kelly gets run out, pro, their pro gets run out. Holden is the pick-up wicket, Jez, from memory, was the key with pick-up memory. Uh, right. Pick-up wicket, yeah. Yeah, I thought that as well, Duke. Right. Johnny Clare Blaise that year, yeah. 746 runs he got that year. You're on mute, mm-hmm. Blaise. Oh, didn't take long, it, did it? It would have been the start of, <laughs> it would have been the start then of his, of his, you know, yeah. of his run. Yeah. Uh, Duke, yeah. Uh, Burnley finished bottom that year as well. Oh, did they? All oh, right, that's... Cracker. That's sad. That... What a waste of 700 runs, eh? <laughs> well, that's interesting that you look, you know, you always think that, you know, looking at the side, but that, that side didn't look too strong there. So then we move on and we get through to June, May, you know, I, I, we're still not pulling trees up uh, as far as going to win that league. Um, but we get through to, to May, sorry, to June, early June, and we're playing Colm. And again, it's a home draw, uh, is this. Anyone jump out and give us some uh, give us some memories around that game? I do remember Charlie taking a worldie behind the stumps. Uh, Did he catch their pro out down the leg side off Tiffer? It was a worldie, wasn't it? Because he had his eyes closed. Yeah, I don't know who was more shocked. <laughs> was that Andre Adams? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Straight in that. 
<laughs> five victims that day, Jazz. Yeah. Five catches. Yeah. Well, Standard. Go on, Jazz, sorry. No, go on, Charlie. Go on, crack on. No, I was just going to say I had a really grippy gloves. They were... Uh... <laughs> grippy. <laughs> that, that catch, I literally did have my eyes closed because I, was, I wasn't too bad stood back because I was... We've just discussed. I didn't. I've not done it a lot. Wicket keeping, but stood up to people like Finchy and Tiff, yeah. who had did have a few variations to be fair. As soon as they threw one yeah. down the leg side, yeah, pretty much for pretty much four bites to be honest. Yeah. And he, I heard a little nick, and I just felt it in my gloves. Yeah, looked down, and I was as shocked as he was when it was <laughs> stuck in my gloves. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that that is a great. It's a great victory there, Charlie. You foot the other first four victims, or. Your batters one to four. Um, Fult eight overs, twenty eight for one. Um, Finch's, you know, obviously ball well, ten overs, thirty four for three. Can you remember this game, Fult? She got a few runs as well. Yeah, I can remember it because uh, Andre Adams was there, was there pro, and obviously, um, yeah, obviously had played against him in, in New Zealand and sort of knew him. So, so yeah, it's, I guess when you're playing against, uh, you know, yeah. playing against another pro that that you know, you want to make sure that. Uh, when you're having a beer at the end of the game, that you you know you've yeah. sort of got you've sort of got one up on them. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game, and he was Andre Adams was you know he was a he was a real competitor, like he was yeah. Ed Sledge's Ed Sledge's grandmother um, if he was <laughs> yeah. bowling to her. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, and I remember that catch actually. I think I think from memory he walked. I think he I think he walked. Right. So it was a, yeah. it was a massive it was a massive nick big deviation to be honest. Yeah, when, I think when you're the when you're no. the pro, you still stand there because you just never know the umpire yeah. might get a bit. Yeah, and, and it must have moved this far. Shot by, by the New Zealand helmet or something, and you you might you might get away with one. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I remember the I remember the game. And um, did they have? Um, I think from memory, was there someone? There was someone playing for them that used to play for Lower House. Is that right? Was there? Because there was yeah, a bit that, of same again. There was a bit of I remember. You Ali. It always seems to be Matt, but I remember oh, yeah. Matt was like, you know, he was he was pretty pretty vocal in the lead up to the game about you know what he was what we were going to yeah. do. To, Someone who used to play for the team, and yeah, yeah, yeah so like they're, they're opening back, yeah, yeah. Kazim Ali, a great cricketer, played in Ribblesdale League, the lower league than us. And then one of our ex players, I mean, this is how I remember the story, I'm sure Bles will put me right. Um, but he 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 said that he's he's capable of playing the Lancashire League and playing well. They came to play for us and was clearly a great cricketer. Um, but then for some reason just just lost the plot a little bit playing for us and then became a bit of a journeyman, I think. I think he was it cold for two or three years, Blaise, or yeah, certainly certainly got it might not have been this season of Joel look at the stats, but he got in one of the two seasons he was cold, he got five hundred runs and fifty That's right. But yeah, you know, when he was playing for us, his his bowling had started as one of his stronger features and then had gone a little bit and <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Was throwing it all over, really. You know, he ended up being a very, very solid batsman for, for Burnley. For Burnley, he did, yeah. 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 And not bowling, yeah. Because yeah. he was only young when he came to us, yeah. weren't he? And yeah. I remember I, I you know, gave him some stick. I don't know if it was that game because we were so disappointed. We'd done everything we could to get him yeah. in and, uh, and then just walked away. Well, that infamous game, weren't they, where the, a professional, his bowl, Q is bowling a, an Aussie, I think. And the 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 Australian pro stopped the game and asked the umpires. The umpire, are these no balls or wides? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't whether to try and smack him into Lawrence Lane or yeah. just let him go for four wides. <laughs> but he, he 
we had Ryan in 2003 when Q was with us, weren't he? And he bowled, he bowled a lot. Yeah. And then towards the end, when Ryan had gone home injured, we ended up with a series of sub pros who ended up being off spinners. Yeah. At Law at House, it's pretty difficult as Paddy's fans yeah. to bowl from the park end bowling off spin yeah. yeah. against pros. So yeah. towards the end of the season, Matt didn't bowl him quite as much because yeah. of of that that sort of uh, yeah. reason. And yeah. you know, he, he took a little bit of umbrage at it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. And but Salafi is doing a great job now over in Dubai working for the ICC. So good on him and, and good luck to him. But you look at that. Again, it's comprehensive victories. This lads, you know, the 197 for nine them, and we've knocked them off with, you know, over eight overs to go. 78 for Fultz, 25 and 30 for Finchie and Vishal put it on 40. You know, Fultz has then put 30 odd on with with one of them two, and then put 50 odd on with the uh, with the other. You only got two, bless again. Yeah, well, there's there's good things and bad things about that. At least Connie didn't get me out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Connie got you out before. Well, there's a, the, you know, Fultz is partly responsible for this tale going going viral, really, because we have finished with that game, but we played them the day after, if you look at the scores. We played, the day them, after. we played them the day after. Oh, That's what it says on the things. And we were 46 yeah, all out. And, you know, they, they were always saying that, you know, Connie used to get me out all the time. Well, obviously not in the cup game, but in the in the rearrange, 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 the, the league game the day after, Andre Adams got eight. nine wickets, eight wickets. Yeah, eight or nine, yeah. Like eight that. or nine. And I wasn't one of them because Fultz drilled one back at uh, at Connie and he stuck, right. his boot, stuck his boot out because he got nowhere near <laughs> it and he, ran, he flicked onto stumps and ran me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good old Connie. Good old Connie. So you've got Charlie, you got three. You know, that's a building up to, um, you know, what... what what was going to happen later on in the season. Can you remember them getting them runs? You know, 43 and five victims is uh, just a shame. You didn't get that extra seven. I'm not sure how many stumpers have got that in the league. Uh, no, I actually thought I got 50 that day, you know, Jess. Right. I thought I got 50 and five. For the, um, right. Because I was on Radio Lancashire later on that night. They, oh, they uh, sat outside. I think, I don't, I don't know who was doing the interviewing, but uh, right. I was sat outside the old changing rooms. Uh, being interviewed by Radio Lancashire, right, and I, and, uh, and I just remember walking back in the clubhouse, and I just got a barrage of abuse because they'd all been listening to it, and I'd just right. been like throwing all the cliches and I believe, but right. Um, right. So I actually, thought I got fifty that day, but I don't. I remember the keeping. I remember the only Adams catch because it, yeah, you know, it was obviously a big wicket for us, and yeah. everyone was really shocked that I took a leg side catch, and yeah. I don't remember the I don't remember batting to be honest. No, right. I mean, it could be that it, you know, Cracky Nigel Stockley does such a fantastic job on the website, but there are there are the odd yeah, great job. Sometimes solved it, Jess. I, I solved it. I just wonder whether Joe Joe Beneducci could uh, get in touch with Nigel and just clarify if that's he just, right. He just texted me. He heard, he heard it. He heard it. He uh, he's just texted me. Charlie, you got fifty against Colm in the league game. All right. The, the year after. before. The year before. All right. The else. year before. Right. Because not the that same as. That might have been. It might be your first fifty. If it wasn't your first, it was just for a while. Right, my first actually. Yeah, at Laurel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Martin. Is it? Has any stumper ever got five victims all caught and a fifty? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Jack Simpson. I did that day, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. 
Dooch will find out off Nigel. He'll, he'll message him after this uh, and sort it out. Gordon! Gordon! Send more house to save the house! 